We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends and you sweet souls. I am so honored by your presence in my life. Thank you for being here with us today on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. So do you think you're ready for a little bit more peace in your life? And would you like to know how to get to a place of authentic and sustained happiness? It might actually be easier than you think. We were fortunate enough to have with us last week a peace expert, and I'm so happy he said yes to a second show with us this week. We are here with successful entrepreneur, humanist, author, teacher, and public speaker, Roland Griffith. And he says that everyone can overcome negative mental chatter that leads to depression, stress, and moodiness. His powerful approach is simple and can help you change your mental patterns one step at a time. Roland's diagnosis with severe depression in 1985 was a personal breakthrough for him. It was the beginning of a period of study and research to learn how depression and moodiness can actually destroy our lives. This is when he learned how to turn down the negative mental chatter that was ruling his life, and his research led to a personal breakthrough, one that's allowed him to live a depression-free, joyful, fulfilling life without medication. Now Roland's intention is to help others move from anxiety and pain to joy and hope. So if you're ready to invite more peace and claim more happiness in your life, you are in the right place with us here today on Journey to Center. So Roland Griffith, thank you for saying yes to a second show with me here on Journey to Center. Hey, Tammy, how are you? Wow, you sound really good. I'm so happy you're here with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to be so, here. Uh, I feel fortunate to be able to visit with you again. Oh, yes, me as well. So we had a great conversation last week where you shared a little bit about your book and your journey from anxiety and stress to joy and happiness and peace. And I'm so happy to be sharing a little bit more of your wisdom with our friends here. So something I was very interested in when I read your book, you say, and I believe it, and I want to know why, your method is actually better than medication. Why is that? Well, um, I can only base it on my experience. I was on medications for 18 years, and um, and it was kind of always trial and error. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a real science to it, and I'm not uh, trying to discourage anyone that's on medications because I'm sure out of our audience today there's plenty that are. I'm just saying that... Um, um, I never found a pill to put a smile on my face. I never found one that was the answer. Um, and I, my general experience was, I just felt like it, it kind of blunted my feelings and, and it, and, um, it, I just didn't feel like I was truly myself with being on those medications for all those years. Now, let me make sure and, and include here, um, I think it's very critical that anybody understands do not, if you're on medications, do not go off of them. You're under professional supervision, I'm assuming, and I would stay right with that. Um, my situation was different than most um, in that I had a breakthrough kind of, 
kind of hard to even understand. I can't still today understand what happened back in 2003, but I had a breakthrough situation where um, I became uh, a very happy camper for years and years after that. And and um, so there came a time when when uh, under supervision we we went off the medications on a very very slow process. But that it needs to be it needs to be. Uh, that you do it under supervision if you ever decide to to change your direction there. So, I, so my experience is this: that uh, learning to learning all about the mind and learning it's all its negative effects and and how it actually is the culprit and what brings you down and makes you feel so so crappy every day is is the essential thing. Um, mm-hmm. The the medications can be kind of a crutch and it can be helpful um, and more helpful to some than others. And uh, so how do you know? You, I would say stay the course and learn all you can about the mind and the power that it has to take you down. And um, that's my experience. Yeah, I, I had tried medications and, and they weren't effective for me. And I can see now that that was the best thing. So I was kind of um, forced to look at other possibilities and options. And I think they can be helpful and they can be um, good for certain people. They weren't good for me. Um, but right. I think you make a really good point. If you're on them, don't just go off of them. Do that, but also look for other options and then speak to your doctor in regards about maybe transitioning off of it. Because I do think that they can be helpful. They can be like a Band-Aid. But if you want authentic healing, we need to go a little deeper. We need, need to go into the mind, the heart, align with our soul. I think we suffer when we're not aligned with our soul self. And I do believe what you say, Roland, and that was my experience as well. If we contemplate negative things in our mind, we're going to feel not good in our bodies and our lives. So we need to start redirecting the focus, start contemplating, paying attention to what we're thinking and make different, more positive choices. So Roland, I'd like you to talk a little bit about um, what that can look like. How, what, what should we be doing with our mind rather than just letting it run wild with uh, our past or future happenings? What are some suggestions you can give to us as a first step? Well, I think a person needs to position themselves to where they can actually observe the mind and watch it in action rather than live it. Most of us just live, we, we kind of follow our mind. We almost use our mind as our guide, which is, which is a destructive way of living. But um, if, if, if through practice you can sort of observe uh, thoughts that you're having and recognize those are just like clouds passing by, mm-hmm. um, and most of them are, are not um, positive, most of them are not helpful, most of them are negative. Um, um, that's helpful is to position yourself to where you're the observer of your mind. You're the observer of your thoughts and to recognize that they're not working in your behalf and it's important to, to, um, to recognize how the mind operates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you talk about something and I think it's very interesting people may be considering this. You don't believe that unhappiness has a lot to do with the kinds of problems we're dealt. So 
some people that, well, I'm happy because I have all these challenges and problems and issues. You don't think unhappiness is actually created by that. I used to. I used to live my whole life that way. And um, there was hurdle after hurdle uh, to jump, and that's just how I operated. And But today, I recognize that the hurdles go away if you do what I just um, described, and that is to recognize that's where problems all come from. There, problems are all in the mind. Um, problems are usually something out in the future, or problem may be something that you that you uh, recall about the past that that you that you dwell on, and then then it it creates anger, remorse, guilt, that kind of thing. And uh, the longer you listen to it, but it's in the past, and so on. So it's really not doing you any good to listen to that story. But uh, problems only exist in the mind. Problems are not in the future. The future is the future really doesn't even exist. Today is the future from yesterday. Today is the future from a year ago. Um, could we possibly have predicted that we're going to be right where we are today uh, uh, a year ago? No. So it's it's all fictional stuff, and uh, so it's important to to kind of uh, you know uh, put yourself in that position where you can learn about that, you can understand that so that you can start to let go of the mind's power that it's had on you. Mm -hmm. So I've quoted you to uh, some friends. I love this thing that you say in your book. Happiness is not created by happenings. And so often I believe that we buy into that. Well, if this happens, I'll be happy. Or if I can make that happen or if I can get that thing, I'll be happy. But that's not where happiness comes from. What, right. where, where does happiness come from, and how can we claim more of it in our lives, Roland? Happy, happiness just comes from quieting the mind down to where it no longer has a stranglehold on us. That's what's, what's left is happiness. What's left is peace. What's left without the mind's activity is peace. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's nothing greater. And um, so... Solving problems take care of themselves if we do reduce the mind's activity. Mm. The I think that's so true. Mm -hmm. Start to melt away. The problems start to melt away uh, when the mind, uh, the mind's voice, um, is quiet. Yeah, I thought it was interesting when I started doing my own studying, the beta brainwave state, that busy monkey mind chatter translates to stress and anxiety if we're spending too much time there. And um, when we can relax, either through meditation or becoming very present, as you suggest, we start to experience um, more calm, more peace, more equanimity, and from that place, more happiness. Absolutely. That's what remains. That's what's there. That's what's always been there. Um, once we get the mind quieted down. Mm -hmm. So true. So Roland, I'd love for you to share with us how we can focus our mind through a series of piece of pieces, pops, and discover how we can create them for ourselves. Sure. As I mentioned uh, last week, I. Um, 
I kind of created a, a a little system uh, that I call um, uh, POPS, which stands for Piece of Peace, P-I-E-C-E of P-E-A-C-E. And what those are is those are intentional momentary breaks of that mental chatter that goes on in the background. And uh, to me, I, I became um, convinced that the answer for me back in the day was to... to uh, slow down the mind to reduce those uh, dramatic stories and so on. And the way to do it was to do it by shortening up what I call spans of unawareness. And those spans of unawareness are situations that are going on with most of us day to day. We might be driving down uh, the road, uh, hanging on to the steering wheel, but not observing really where we're at because what we're doing is listening to our mind talk about something in the past or something that may happen in the future, and that's what I call a span of unawareness. And the longer we listen to those spans, uh, the more dramatic they get. So the idea is to start creating a new habit of reducing those spans down to short stories. And the, the the more often we do that, the better chance we have of finding peace and peaceful moments. And um, so um, an illustration would be, as I mentioned last week, if you look at your front window of your house, you might have a, a tree that's been there for years and years that you really have not noticed the beauty of the shape of the tree. But if you stop and just gaze at it for a couple of seconds, that's an illustration of what I call a pop. Uh, another one might be um, uh, if you have a cat or a dog, if you stop and just look at their their movements, uh, anything related with nature um, are peaceful things to uh, to kind of lock into for just a second or two, and when you're doing that, your mind stops working. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is to create a new pathway to um, exercise POPs as often as you can, and I even go further in my book where I have a log where you can kind of log your progress as you go. And it becomes motivating to start that new direction. And by doing this, I've had people that have read my book that have actually followed the log process that in about two or three weeks, they have these little aha experiences where they might all of a sudden hear the birds singing uh, they, they hadn't noticed before. They see the blue skies that they not hadn't noticed before, those kinds of things. And, uh, and so that they're finding a little bit of clarity, pieces of clarity here and there, and that that mm-hmm. means they're going the right direction, and that's what it's all about. Mm. I really love that. The vision I'm getting is like our thoughts can be like those clouds, and as we relax, as we stop spending much so much time in our minds, those clouds can start to part and be lifted, and then we do experience the blue skies, and we do experience more of that, the peace that you're speaking of. And so, Roland, you talk about awareness moments. Is that what you're speaking of? Exactly. You, that's uh, it is awareness. That's what we're building is awareness. And uh, once you get to that place where the mind no longer has control over you, you are aware of your surroundings. You are aware of um, the sky. You are aware of the beauty around you. Uh, 
uh, no matter where you might be. Even in, inside inside your house, you can be aware of uh, just um, the space around you. And um, um, so it puts you into a new element that uh, is very peaceful. Mm-hmm. So uh, it seems like some of your techniques might include like being kinesthetic, feeling something. I know you talk in your book about touching the page and feeling the page, maybe holding onto the steering wheel when you're driving, and also maybe visual, like looking at the tree or observing something with beauty or feeling the air in your lungs. Are there some other examples that you can share with us? Um, yeah, just uh, think of that red, juicy uh, organ called the heart that's inside you that's beating uh, every second of the day. And uh, and uh, those little uh, uh, valves that are operating in your heart, just, just imagine all that going on when you just lock into something like that. That's, that's uh, exercising. Um, in an intentional way of your senses, you're, you're sensing something. You can um, feel the uh, feel the awareness maybe in your foot or in your knees or in the part of your body. Um, you know, just exercise your senses uh, as often as you can. And when you do that, you're you're stopping the mind and its dramatic action, its its storytelling, and it, it just comes to a halt. And um, so it's a matter of learning over time that the mind really is not in control of you. You are actually in control of the mind, and uh, you put yourself in that position, it changes your life. So true. So, Roland, why do you think our friends listening today would want to adopt your philosophy? Why would? uh, Let me understand you again. Why would um, anyone listening want to say, yes, I want to adopt Roland's philosophy? Well, why is um, chances are um, most people that, uh, that kind of take a direction like this is, is, means they've struggled enough. They've come mm-hmm. to a place where they're just sick and tired of, of struggles in life and um, the moodiness and the depression that comes from it all. And uh, they're willing to take a new look and willing to try a new direction. And uh, that generally seems to be the case. How do you know that this work works? You have personal experience, but how do you actually know this work works? Well, I've, I have, uh, I've had really good response with it. I've had readers uh, contact me and, and um, emails and so on uh, with, um, you know, gratifying uh, messages that, uh, that tell me that, that it has worked for them also. And um, yeah. there, there, it's just plain, it's, it's purely logical that if, if we can slow down the mind and learn to, to give it its authority that it's had on our life, uh, that it, it, what is left is, is peaceful living mm-hmm. and, and I know more this productive works. living. Yes, at more more fulfilling, more productive for me, more prosperous, more joyful, you know, more and I, I, yes, more vibrancy, vitality. Yeah, absolutely. For me, your work has worked for me, although, you know, I hadn't read your book, but it's a lot of the same principles and philosophies 
I've used in my life to go from, you know, great suffering to great joy. So Roland, how would you suggest if someone's going, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing this work, but I don't feel like it's having a, a big effect. You know, I'm trying to be more present. I'm trying to consider the, the happenings of my mind and redirect my focus, but they're feeling discouraged. They're not feeling like they're getting the momentum or results that they want. What would you say to them? Well, first of all, you, you have to know and understand that Finding peace is not like all of a sudden jumping from the ground floor to the top of a mountain mm-hmm. place where you're just like in heaven. It, it just doesn't work like that. To me, it's a stair-step process. It's a one step at a time climbing a mountain. I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that professional mountain climbers don't spend a lot of time looking at the top of the mountain. What they do is they're looking at the next step ahead. And that's the way they get there. And uh, when they get discouraged, they can always look down to where they started. And that same process takes place with with this is Mm -hmm. by creating pops and actually logging it uh, by following the log method that I have, the daily log that I have uh, spelled out in the book. You can actually start tracking your progress. And if you get discouraged, you can look back where where you were before at the at the very start and uh, because it's always um to, to stay motivated at any new direction um if your sights are too high if you're looking at the top of the mountain it's going to be discouraging it's going to seem like insurmountable but if you take things at a step at a time in very small segments um it's amazing um and it's easier to stay motivated by uh, keeping things in that scope. I love it. You know, I always say we have to crawl before we walk, before we run, before we fly. So if you're sitting in a hole and you see somebody flying and you're like, I want to fly, it really does. It's one step at a time. And slow and steady wins the race. Right. Yeah, years ago I was like, why me? Why is my life so horrible, awful, and, you know, torturous? And um, it was because of the musings of my mind. And that was influencing how I felt. It was influencing what I was attracting. And recently, I was thinking to myself, gosh, why me? Why is my life so wonderful and amazing? And what I got so clearly was because I was simply um, committed. My intention was strong. And I kept taking small steps. Slow and steady wins the race. So I've been committed and diligent. And it seems like you have as well. Yes, and to understand that discouragement, again, comes from the listening to the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we get discouraged, we have to recognize the, the mind is not going to encourage you. The mind is always going to find obstacles for you. It's going to tell you this isn't worth it, this, isn't, this doesn't make sense, um, and so on. Um, for instance, how many times have you, I, I've been an employer for a lot of years and have employees and, and sent them off to um, motivational seminars and that kind of thing. And how many times have you all experienced the same thing where you go to a motivational talk and you feel pretty pumped up and and then a, a week or two later, at the, when you went home, it, it all made sense to you. When, a couple of weeks later, it just doesn't seem to work any longer, and you're discouraged again, and you're back to your old self. Well, what has happened is you've listened to the mind. 
And the mind has told you that it doesn't make sense. The mind has discouraged you. And so that's what's taken place. And that's how we get discouraged is listening to the mind. Stuck back in the muck and mire of the mind. <laughs> exactly. So, Roland, we just have a couple of minutes here. I can't believe how fast this has gone. Can you please do a shout out? Where can people find you? Where's your website? How can they get your book and learn more? Sure. My website is rolandgriffith.com, which is R-O-L-A-N-D-G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H.com. And uh, on the website, you can find out about me. You can find out about my book. You can buy the book through the website. Um, or you can go directly to Amazon and uh, find my book, which is titled Find Peace One Pop at a Time. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so, so much for having this conversation with me and sharing your wisdom and learnings uh, with our listeners and friends. I'm just so grateful for the path you've walked and for your courage and diligence and for just this having this conversation with us here today, Roland. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Tammy, it's been my pleasure. Absolutely. And to my listeners, I'm so grateful for you. I am so blessed by your presence in my life. And I think this is all about relationships. So please be in touch with me, Facebook, Instagram, write to me, Tammy B phd at gmail.com go to my website download my free ebook and guided meditation and just know that i think about you all the time you're my meditations every day my heart my prayers so i hope to hear from you god bless you onward and upward bye for now